The Tapper Teacher Training is an annual retreat for homeschooling parents, a live in-person gathering that brings together heart-centered homeschoolers from all over the world for hands-on learning, community, connection, and fun. And I'd love to see you at Taproot 2024. We'll gather August 1st through 4th at a camp in Northeastern Ohio for a long weekend of engaging workshops, hiking and yoga, and personal reflection. Taproot gives everyone a chance to experience and practice singing, painting, and building main lessons in order to foster a deeper understanding of the hands-on, Waldorf-inspired approach. A team of experienced homeschoolers offer guidance rooted in each of their family's life to help bring you more joy to yours. This is our 18th year of offering this amazing experience. You can learn more at artofhomeschooling.com slash taproot2024. You're listening to the Art of Homeschooling podcast, where we help parents cultivate creativity and connection at home. I'm your host, Jean Miller, and here on this podcast, you'll find stories and inspiration to bring you the confidence you need to make homeschooling work for your family. Let's begin. I've been wondering a lot lately about the lessons learned from this pandemic year, specifically what we've learned about educating children. And by we, I mean parents and educators the world over in all kinds of settings. I really think that the way we educate children will change, is changing has changed as a result of our experiences in 2020. So here's what I'm wondering. What has the pandemic taught us about ourselves as parents, about ourselves as teachers, about teaching and learning, about what children really need, and about what, how the school setting is serving those needs? And then, of course, as homeschoolers, how will these new insights uh, and the way we view our work in the world uh, with our own children, how will these change as a result? The pandemic year has been so challenging for so many and on so many levels, parents and teachers and children alike. And In the process, many parents have discovered that the classroom setting wasn't wasn't working for their children, for their child, before the pandemic even hit, Uh, meaning that some parents found that that during the pandemic, uh, when they were observing their children learning from home and got to see for the first time their children engaging in the learning process, a lot of parents found that the learning was less than optimal and not just because of the Zoom factor. Uh, over the past year, I've had a lot of parents come to me saying that they wanted to start homeschooling. Now, when I say 
I, w- I will say that most of these parents had at least some idea of what homeschooling might look like. Most of them had considered homeschooling before in some way or another, at some point or another. And then once the pandemic hit, they decided it was time to dive in. So I want to start by acknowledging one key factor that I think really muddies the water, in my opinion, about making decisions of whether or not mainstream classroom settings are working for children. Um, And that in, in brick and mortar schools, those brick and mortar schools also serve as child care. This has become painfully clear in this academic year. And as homeschoolers, we know full well that education is about way more than just curriculum and the academic learning. We also know that children's needs have to be met in order for them to be ready to learn. So I think a lot of parents of kids in mainstream schools have been asking themselves, does my chi- are my child's needs being met? And if the academic needs aren't sinking in, if school isn't working for my child from an academic or educational perspective, is the child care worth it? Just because something is possible doesn't mean it's optimal. Uh, so one of the biggest lessons, I think, of this pandemic year, what, what this pandemic year has taught us is to put children's needs ahead of all else, meaning ahead of the curriculum and all other things, or at least factor in children's needs when making decisions about schooling. Because when children don't have their needs met, they can't learn, period, I've read countless articles about this, articles such as After the Pandemic, a Revolution in Education and Work Awaits in the New York Times, or What Lessons from the Coronavirus Pandemic Will Shape the Future of Education on the World Economic Forum, or Five Lessons the Pandemic Has Taught Us About Student Engagement at the students at the center hub. And I've seen over and over again in the past year evidence of school districts asking themselves how much on-task learning time is optimal for children and how can we modify curriculum and contact time to ensure that students and children are able to concentrate and stay engaged. Along with realizations uh, such as the importance of human interaction and community in the learning process, I see educators everywhere realizing the importance of breaks for kids to move their bodies, to get up and, and move about time to process and integrate what they're learning. I think the world of education is at a real turning point. We cannot go back to the way things were, to a system of learning that was designed almost 200 years ago. The pandemic is really forcing educators everywhere to take into consideration the developmental needs of children, including their psychological and emotional needs. 
And that all makes me so very happy. It's a change that's been needed in our education system for a long, long time. I've also said many times over the past year that homeschoolers have a jumpstart on all of this. We're already in a position to look at the children in front of us and consider their needs into our planning. In fact, we can't help but do this because when we don't do it, our children let us know loud and clear. When things aren't working in our homeschools, our children let us know it. I've also seen many times that homeschoolers are the best prepared of anyone for a pandemic situation. We are accustomed to being at home with children. We've even made adjustments in our lives for spending time with them, for teaching them, sometimes at the expense of foregoing a second income for the family. And who benefits the most from homeschoolers being well-positioned at times like this? The children. With homeschooling, we've set up systems that put children first. Rather than the curriculum or the test scores or performance indicators. (laughs) And now the world is beginning to see that educational considerations should start with the needs of children. So to all of you homeschoolers listening to this, whether you're new to homeschooling or you've been around for a while, hooray for you and the work that you are choosing to do in this world. The children are the beneficiaries. Here are three key lessons that I think we've learned, homeschooling or not, from this pandemic year. Number one, children learn best when they are loved engaged, and focused. Number two, children learn best when they can move their bodies and take breaks. (laughs) Number three, children need to feel safe and know what to expect. And I would say that the goal of education really is to awaken a child's curiosity and passion for learning about the world in themselves. All of these key lessons contribute to that goal. Sounds a bit like holistic hands-on homeschooling to me. So this then begs the question, how do we finally embrace homeschooling parents as true educators and support them? Homeschooling parents like you, that is truly my mission. That's right. I want to live in a world where homeschooling moms feel confident and good about homeschooling. A world where the work of homeschooling moms is honored and respected and appreciated. And where homeschooling moms stop feeling less than. Because what happens when homeschooling moms feel confident? They can tune into what their children need. They can be free to try things out and observe how their children respond and then make adjustments. They can bring engaging lessons as well as time for movement and play and experiences in nature and create a rhythm to the day that truly nurtures children and helps them know what to expect. 
How do we do that as homeschooling parents? Well, we start with these key elements, a daily rhythm, a curriculum or lesson plans, and the setup of the environment, all geared toward what our children need. Putting this all together is simple, but it's not easy. As homeschoolers, we so often think we need to start with the curriculum to decide what curriculum to buy, but that's a double-edged sword, really, because every curriculum I've ever seen has too much in it. Now, I get it. From from a curriculum writer's viewpoint, they want to offer choices, right? They want to put it all in there and say, you get to pick and choose what you want to use. But unfortunately, the end result is that we, the, the end user, we feel behind, we feel incapable of finishing it all, and we feel inadequate. What we really want to do is trust that we can meet the needs of our children. We want to embrace the idea that we are truly educators. As homeschoolers, we are truly educators and we can design our days and our lessons to meet the needs of our children. And that maybe, just maybe, we are in an even better position to do this than a classroom teacher. Let's embrace Rudolf Steiner's advice. He was the founder of the first Waldorf school, and he said that as teachers, we want to look at the children or child before us and craft the lessons that they need. So I encourage you, dear homeschooling parent, to learn to craft your own lessons, or at least get comfortable with taking a purchased curriculum and customizing it to meet the particular needs of your children. And now that we've been through this pandemic year, I hope you feel more empowered as a homeschooler to figure this all out for your family. You matter, and the work you've chosen to do in this world matters, and you may even have something on the brick-and-mortar educational setting. Because you have the opportunity every day to put children's needs first and to consider the question, how do we provide the most favorable learning conditions for these particular children? I hope you can take this all in and gain a little bit of pride and confidence going forward. Because the most important thing for children is to cultivate these qualities and surround our children with them, with with love and warmth, creative artistic experiences, with gratitude, joy, and humor. (laughs) And who better to do that than homeschooling parents? You've got this. If you want to check out the show notes for this episode, you can go to artofhomeschooling.com slash episode 15. You'll find some inspiration cards there that you can print to help you remember the value that you are contributing to the world. It has some quotes and tips from this episode. And if you want help crafting your own hands-on homeschool, come join the Homeschool with Waldorf community to get the training and coaching you need. 
You can check out all the details at artofhomeschooling.com slash homeschool with Waldorf. And now I want to conclude by saying I honor homeschoolers for being brave and taking a stand for the children. That's all for today, my friend. But here's what I want you to remember. Rather than perfection, let's focus on connection. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Art of Homeschooling podcast. Mm-hmm.